Hello everybody and thank you so much for joining today's podcast. Today we have with us Rachel Lee who is the segment marketing manager over at Fujifilm. Welcome Rachel. Hello Debbie. It's a great pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you for clearing us some time and we look forward to um, your answers to our questions today. I think we have around about eight questions for us so I'm going to crack on. We've got a lot to get through. Rachel, could you please give us a short summary of your career so far and your role at Fujifilm? Yes, sure. Yeah, also, first of all, I'd like to thank you, Debbie, for inviting me for this uh, podcast. For And I'm looking forward to uh, uh, discussion with you. Um, yeah, actually, I've been uh, in the printing industry about uh, 17 years two years in the analog and 15 years experience in inkjet. So I've been uh, working on the various roles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, seven years and the product manager, I was responsible for initiating new product development based on a customer and future market requirement. We actually build up a quite solid product portfolio in the UV LED technology across popular print heads and applications, which I was quite proud of, of that. Um, then I then took a role to develop the uh, China and Southeast Asia OEM ink business from scratch, which was oh, quite wow. exciting. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, my responsibility was to lead the development strategy, establish a suitable business model in this specific uh, market or country, and set up a good foundation to generate ink and pigment dispersion business in this uh, emerging um, uh, emerging market. So, and also, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, we've done a, a good job so far. Then about two years ago, I accept a new role as a segment marketing manager. I moved from sales into marketing as I have a, a great passion in marketing personally because I believe my knowledge, experience and skill set and fitting and this role and job very well, especially in such very exciting time, a lot of change especially uh, after COVID and when we look at the market, when we look at our business. So I believe uh, my experience will give uh, uh, a good, a deep understanding of the inkjet market and application, which will contribute and to uh, create and drive a market strategy uh, based on our business model. So. I think before I, I discuss a little bit more about my current role, I'd just like to uh, have a little bit introduction about our business and the company because yes, Fujifilm is do. a big name. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a quite big name. And uh, also Fujifilm got a, uh, it's a leader, leading players in Injet uh, for uh, supplying technologies, products, services in the wider uh, market segment including the uh, print heads, hardware and the ink, etc. So our business um, and a company we call Fujifilm Ink Solutions Group, we are a global manufacturer dedicating in a high performance inkjet ink and dispersions. So we partner with OEMs, uh, integrators, converters, uh, ink formulators, and some co-suppliers to develop inkjet solutions together. Uh, to maximize uh, success with our partners in Injet. So actually, this is back to my role. I have um, 
a global responsibility for leading key market segment development to drive market strategy and activities in textile, sana display, industrial sectors for Fujifilms Inc. and a dispersion portfolio. So I, to be honest, I love to work closely with our customers to explore market opportunities, mm -hmm. to understand their challenges and the needs, make sure our products and services can add value and to meet their requirement. So my goal is to ensure we always stay ahead of curve and to deliver the right uh, technologies and portfolio to enable our customer to achieve their success in Injet. So that's great, isn't it? That you had you know such longevity in your career as well within Fujifilm that you have that background of knowing how everything is built and developed, and then apply the the learned pain points through your marketing skills too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's something I'm uh, I'm quite excited about that, yeah. and uh, can uh, doing something I'm really got a passion and uh, really like it. <laughs> it's isn't the industry exciting at the moment though. It's never a dull moment. It's so exciting. So much is changing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. When we look back to about 10 or 20 years ago, it's, uh, yeah, uh, like Injet, it's just started, yeah, like digital digitization, a lot of sectors. But now, and even more and more people talking about uh, uh, digital and Injet and how to move forward quicker and uh, uh where this type of technology can fit in which areas is so excited. It is. It's not if anymore, it's how and now, isn't it? Yes. Definitely. It kind of leads us nicely onto our next question, actually, Rachel. How, how in your opinion, are the current economic conditions affecting the textile industry? Mm, oh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, because the textile is one of the target key market segments I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. And also personally, I can see a very big potential and a, a growing very quickly in this market in the future. So um, obviously, we can see a lot of changes in uh in the uh, globally, the whole world is uh, currently struggling uh, with the energy shortage, the uh, cost increase, uh, logistics issues, even the uh, inflation everywhere. The textile industry actually is one of the largest consumer industry in the world. So this is uh, definitely hugely affected by this type of change. To respond such challenges, um, when we when we're talking about challenges, but actually this can bring the opportunities alongside. So, as a business, we look into uh, because of this type of challenges, a lot of business like to look into uh, how to, uh, uh, for example, like print print on demand for mm -hmm. short run jobs to, to to reduce the waste to uh, uh, to reduce the. Um, uh, how to see the risk about uh, logistic issues and use a less complicated process to uh, reduce a footprint and, a cons and energy consumption, for example, then uh, this uh, will uh, intend to choose a more uh, sustainable solution. So then I believe for, the, for textile uh, to meet this type of requirement and to, uh, to overcome some of the challenges that digital pigment textile printing is, uh, my opinion, is one of the best solution to answer to this requirement. And all of these 
um, the technology evolution and the development, all the effort we put in will drive and the textile industry moving forward. Do you think that then that pigment technology would be your key market shift that is affecting the printing industry? Yes, definitely. This is where we are, as a business, we are focusing on as a pigment textile because we definitely see the future and the potential. Could you explain for our listeners why you see that market shift? Why, why, is pig, why does pigment have such an attractive future for the print industry? Yeah, uh, this is a can uh, we can look at it from the chemistry uh, mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah, and in the uh, in the textile market, there are two uh, popular chemistries available. One is uh, uh, aqueous uh, dye based. The other is aqueous pigment based. So obviously, and the chemistry. Um, each chemistry got its strengths and towards a different applications. Um, for example, like a dye-based ink can uh, have a great advantage for the color vibrancy and yes. also can give a good balance between the softness and the uh, wash fastness, etc. But on the other hand, like a pigment-based ink uh, can apply on a wide type of a material. Normally, most of the material and can stick, a pigment ink can stick onto that. And also, it's a relatively uh, simple, uh, short-term process. You don't need to, uh, uh, you don't need to uh, spend a long time for washing after printing and also will uh, save a lot of water, etc. Uh, et also, the pigment got a, a little, uh, some, uh, some area and we need to look at is uh, we need to improve the color and in need to improve uh, how to balance the softness and the wash fastness. But because of the sustainability has become uh, as a popular topic in the market. So we uh, we think it's uh, it's not just about uh, when people to uh, uh, previously when people think about how to print and uh, uh, what uh, technology to be used. So. If it's a short or long run job, people might think, okay, a short run job and uh, digital is a good, uh, uh, a good solution and for uh, from the uh, cost benefit point of view, and the long run analog can take a great great advantage on that. Then from the application side, then to look at the best chemistry. But nowadays, I think because of um, all kinds of a different situation happening, including the uh, environmental topic become more important. We we cannot ignore sustainability argument. So it's not just about uh, something we discussed uh, uh, internally, externally, because this uh, become more uh, popular uh, topic in our daily life. And people might have a uh, gradually have a different mindset of uh, 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 personal environmental responsibility. So this will drive the consumers to looking for a more sustainable product. Um, this will also drive to the whole uh, whole supply chain and the printing industry is uh, one of the quite critical into the textile supply chain. So. Uh, uh, from the very very uh, uh, positive side, what we what we can see because of this uh, 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 will drive um, uh, people uh, the the whole industry towards more sustainable solution. Actually, this will encourage investment of uh, 
developing a greener chemistry uh -huh. and the investment for the peoples to think and how to uh, use the technology to uh, uh, to reduce the energy consumption and to uh, to benefit and for uh, shorten the uh, the, the printing or production process. So in that case, we believe the pigment, because it's got a very good advantage from uh, using less water and a short-term production process, and of course, uh, 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 less water pollution, etc. So from the technology chemistry side, it's already on the very good position. So what we need to move forward is about how to uh, how to use this chemistry and the technology and to apply onto a wider range of uh, applications in the textile market. Definitely. It's interesting, isn't it? You touched on colour early there when, when we were chatting. Mm. And I think one of the things from my side of my side of the textile fence too is, you know, I've worked with pigment all of my life. But pigment always had a smaller colour palette compared to reactive or dye sublimation transfer printing. And I think we also almost do you think we'll ever actually chemically match reactive and disublimation the vibrancy of colour using pigment? Do you think with clever chemistry we'll be able to get there? Or do we need to change the mindset of, of the consumer to understand that you know pigment is a different palette and historically couldn't match the vibrancy of the other two print dye stuffs? Um, yeah, that's a good question, actually. Uh, so far, and I think it's still uh, some gaps between the pigment and the dye, obviously, uh, we, we have to accept because it's a very different chemistry and for dyes penetrate into the, into the fabric and the pigment stay onto the uh, a fabric. But uh, currently, I think we have uh, some of the solutions, for example, if we can apply some pretreatment uh, um, before printing will definitely to improve the, uh, the color density, color mm -hmm. vibrancy. But whether it's a 100% mesh dye, it's a challenge. But that means uh, uh, in the future, we cannot do it. But so far we can we can see the gaps. But, uh, but on the other hand, probably it's uh, uh, also depends on the, the designer and how to design the material and Very the true. colors. Yeah, color is a fashion, to be honest. And mm -hmm. yeah, because people were educated that words, uh, so uh, have something in their mind. This is uh, this is looking good. But in the future, probably we can look at the different design, and still will make us quite good. And also, this uh, chemistry and the technology can apply on that. So I'm I'm not saying and the pigment will definitely a hundred percent replace dye. I don't think that's a uh, uh, that's uh, that's the situation, and but I think that we can expand the uh, uh, the application range and for uh, pigment technology and chemistry to apply on that. Yeah, I think that people are, who aren't particularly familiar with the history of pigment either don't realise it, how its applications were born all of those years ago. For example, just look at light fasteners, for example. You know, pigment is such a great dye, to great 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 substrate to have at the window because it lasts so much longer than reactive in daylight. Mm. Yeah, that's true, yes. And also I think the textile is a, is a, is a big concept. So uh, when we break this down and in the textile uh, segment, for example, and we can break those down into a home textile, household, 
direct to garment and fashion and silk. So uh, it's a different application area and have a uh, some different requirement. Definitely. Obviously, for yeah. uh, for home textile, it's a it's a different requirement for fashion. Yeah, we 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 need to understand a specific requirement. Then we can have the uh, have the best choice about what type of technology can uh, 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 be suitable for uh, for this area. I think so, and I think sometimes people within the print industry move between sectors without actually understanding their historic specifications. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Definitely. <laughs> Rachel, could you tell us um, a little, go a bit deeper then into the Fujifilm technologies that are addressing pigment? How have, how have your technologies had to develop heads, you know, dyes, pigments, all of those things, chemistry? What's had to happen to bring your technology to the level that it's at now? Yeah, that's another good question. Um, as I mentioned, uh, our business is a global manufacturing dedicating the uh, uh, high performance inkjet ink and dispersion. Mm -hmm. So we um, we understand the ink is uh, one of the uh, key components for um, for the application. But ink plays a role as it's uh, go into and um, the stick onto the substrate and will finally be part of the product. So and for the ink itself need to uh, achieve the functions and a requirement for the final product application. And also as the ink need to, uh, uh, they cannot apply directly onto a, a, a substrate, need to use a print head and the printing system goes go through the printing system. So in that case, you need to have a more reliable ink systems and to be compatible and with the print heads and printing systems and to have a more reliable uh, uh, um, the printing process. So with this in, in mind, and actually Fujifilm has uh, a large inkjet technology portfolio and experience on know-how on a wider uh, a digital application and including the textile different uh, 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 sub-segment like home textile and fashion. So as a key components, we, um, from the chemistry point of view, and we can use the portfolio and to decide and which, uh, which chemistry is the best the best and the most suitable for the target application. So before doing that, we need to understand the specification definitely about the requirements and uh, whether it's a soft levels and what type of fabric and substrate and also about um, the color expectation and also productivity, the speed, whether it's a single pass or a scanning and uh, uh, what type of uh, print heads they are going to choose, et cetera, and et cetera. And also we need to, uh, but ink actually is a key components, but again, and uh, ink cannot work on its own. That's why we work together with the OEMs, integrators, and the print head manufacturers, software, and even the uh, pre-treatment, post-treatment, um, we need to work together and to deliver a solutions. Though I think uh, with uh, good solutions and uh, all together, we can speed up adoption process uh, for the digitization in this uh, 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 textile printing industry and to deliver the better, uh, 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 better solution, more sustainable solution and for the future. Yeah. Definitely. And do you think that the pigment technology was held back by head technology and chemistry and it's had to develop and catch up really? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's um, the, 
the, the, the currently it's all depends on the uh, 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 application and also productivity, etc. Uh, and also the cost in use. Uh, from the chemistry point of view, and uh, we can uh, formulate uh, uh, the formulation to be suitable for um, a different type of print has, uh, no matter it's a small job or uh, you need a relatively lower viscosity or a big job, you need to have a, a, a higher viscosity, but also the, the, the balance about the drying speed and uh, the jetting reliability. So whether it's a, a single pass or a scanning um, and also image quality, uh, etc. So this is about uh, 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 in the very early stage about a discussion uh, with our partners and uh, uh, what type of uh, what type of market application they are they, they, they are targeting so uh, so what type of uh, chemistry and also a printing process they want to they want to develop so then we can work with them and to uh, work out the best solution for that so interesting isn't it so deep so much knowledge hidden in there so it's so fantastic I think that's what's so exciting about our industry right now is that you know the demographic of people that are involved in this development is vast Yes, yes. So that's why I think I say we always need to stay ahead of our curve. So we need to meet, yeah, we, we need to catch in, uh, the current wave. We know a lot happening already. It's a big opportunities for us, for us to catch it and to uh, work together. But also we need to understand some of the gaps. We need to stay ahead of curve and to, uh, to have an investment to uh, look for some kind of innovation. And also I think back to uh, uh, another uh, a big, um, how to say, the, the big investment from the Fujifilm side, because we we definitely think as a uh, increase in the pigment is uh, uh, is the future. So we um, we have uh, got a big investment in in our uh, in America. We invest forty seven million dollars uh, in expansion of our inkjet dispersion manufacturing capability as a part of our commitment to meet our existing customer demand and their growing demand and even uh, for some future inkjet new applications. It's interesting, isn't it? Because of course, pigment still in the analog world is the biggest, it's the biggest use across printed meterage worldwide. As we start to um, kind of chip into the analog world, pigment is naturally going to grow, isn't it? When we're using digital yes. technologies. Yes, definitely. And uh, now we just uh, got a very, very small share. So that's why we can see uh, it's a great potential and for the inkjet pigment. Uh, so that's why it's uh, sustainability is a key drivers to push forward, mm -hmm. but also, and we uh, we need to have a good uh, uh, the, uh, how to say uh, a, a technical and a commercial package, and to uh, to uh, yeah to supply to the market. Yeah. Yes, speed and efficiency combined, definitely. Rachel, which of those sectors um, do you think is the biggest opportunity? Do you think it's the the home decor industry? Ah, yeah, that's uh, that's another very good, uh, uh, yeah, questions about that. So uh, I, I think uh, um, because of Fujifilm is working in a, a very wide market sectors, including sound display, textile, packaging, commercial print, industrial, 
and uh, including deco. Uh, but from our point of view, and each segment is unique, and mm -hmm. uh, they are in the different stage at the moment and of their digitization journey. For example, inkjet printing has been very well established and adopted in the sana display market. Yeah, uh, but for the pigment textile or label or like imprinting, and we can see they are uh, they are in the early majority. So the showing is a great uh, potential of the growth in the future, and also it's happening now, and will growing will be growing very fast. But on the other hand, when we look at other applications like electronics, deco, flexible packaging, the huge potential opportunity, but it's still in the quite early stage of innovation. And maybe some of those and uh, get into some early adopter. Uh, but uh, because of the because of the stage they are in, so probably it's still a little bit time for people to look at uh, uh, what kind of technology and fitting uh, what type of application once the technology is ready and plus a good commercial argument so those are big potential areas will flying very very quickly so our point of view as a business we always need to uh, consider about the short mid and long-term strategy and to invest on technology development facility resources etc to fit the market trend so yeah, I, I guess I guess I'd then in, in answer to the next question, would I be right in saying all of the ink sets show huge opportunity for growth? That's true. That depends on the uh, short, medium, and long term. So mm -hmm. we need to uh, uh, we uh, we need to uh, work uh, we need to work on and uh, supplying for the existing market, and uh, but also we need to prepare for the future. So the good things is because we've uh, we've already got a very good uh, technology portfolio and give us uh, greater flexibilities to uh, to work on the different sectors and applications uh, to uh, fulfill something needed now and also. So we can invest for the future. Yes, building building for a sustainable future, which kind of leads us on to our next question, actually. How do Fujifilm technologies address the issues of sustainable manufacturing? Uh, yes, yes, it's a, <laughs> um, a big question. Another big question. A big question, very big question, yeah. Um, uh, so again, as, uh, as I mentioned uh, several times, our focus is uh, inkjet inks and the pigment dispersions. So from the sustain, uh, sustainability point of view, um, I think as a compared to analog, uh, digital is more sustainable because uh, you can uh, print on demand and you can uh, shorten the uh, uh, lead time to reduce the waste and uh, stock, etc. So digital or inkjet definitely is an uh, answer and uh, to that area and a campaign to dye and pigment because it's a cause less water and pollution, energy consumption, etc. So the pigment dispersion is uh, uh, from the chemistry point of view is more sustainable. So we combine this together. It's our uh, the uh, the uh, our business uh, are focusing on is inkjet inks and pigment dispersion. So our innovation and development are aligned with uh, this uh, business vision and towards. Um, so one thing I like to mention is about uh, 
to uh, actually uh, uh, from the technology point of view because there's a lots of uh, different applications. So you need you 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 cannot have uh, the universal uh, product or universal uh, formulation and uh, to uh, uh, to apply on everything. In that case, you 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 need to understand the specification and uh, uh, the requirement needed then to allow the chemist to formulate uh, formulations to uh, um, uh, satisfied or to meet the requirement. In that case, from the formulation point of view, um, one of the key components actually in the in the formulation is the pigment dispersion. Mm -hmm. So from Fujifilm side, we have uh, the RSD inkjet pigment dispersion technology, which we are very proud of that because this is uh, exceptional, uh, uh, provide exceptional stability uh, in the dispersion uh, because uh, the technology around is to use a very precise uh, st stabilization process to lock the pigment particle in a secure cage of the cross-link polymer. In that case, so the pigment dispersion itself is uh, uh, ultra uh, stable. So when you use that into the formulation, which is give the wider window for the chemistry to select uh, the best uh, uh, a, a chemical components, for example, like uh, uh, the uh, different uh, uh, binders, different co-solvent or a surfactant uh, additives, and to help them to formulate, um, uh, uh, how to say, to formulate uh, an ink and uh, based on the very, very stable foundation and uh, give them uh, flexibility and uh, to play around than uh, to uh, uh, have an uh, optimal uh, ink formulation uh, for a different application. So this is something I think as a Fuji film, and we can uh, we can address some some kind of uh, um, uh, issues and in these areas. Definitely, Rachel, because you know when pigment first came on the scene as a digital technology a number of years ago, one of the biggest problems was head, was head blockages with the ink, um, and it was you know really slowing down the efficiencies of head dropouts and and damage and things like that. So. It's fantastic to hear that it, the dispersions have become so so good that we're we're really reducing waste. Yes, yes, that's uh, that's true. So as I said, once we have uh, good technologies and a uh, uh, plus a good commercial argument, these are the definitely a great uh, a time for us to. Uh, uh, um, move forward and speed up the digitization and in a wider range of applications. Yeah, the speed per meter, everything. Um, Rachel, can we just go back slightly? Because I'm absolutely sure that here too that, you know, Fujifilm are, are obviously creating incredibly sustainable technologies, but you also have invested massively in creating those technologies sustainably, haven't you? You know, so that you are using sustainable process and efficient manufacturing systems to create inks, chemistry, etc., etc. Yes, and we have uh, uh, we have our uh, sustainability uh, team, and we uh, we had our sustainability director and join our business and last year, and for uh, Fujifilm for, for we got a multiple plant. We have a plant in America, a plant in uh, uh, in Brussels, based in the uh, UK, and also we have a, another plant in Scotland. Um, then also we have a plant in uh, India. So for each of those, and uh, we need to, uh, uh, yeah, 
we need to work together. We have uh, our sustain sustainability advisors, um, and uh, uh, based on uh, each uh, located in each plant, and uh, to help to uh, optimize the, the whole process to understand the about the best solutions internally and we can achieve. I think this is about the business, uh, uh, the the whole uh, cooperational uh, goal, and as a business, we need to uh, uh, we need to focus on and also from the chemistry point of view and our R&D team is working very hard to look at uh, uh, the different chemistries which will uh, deliver the better solutions and to be a, a more greener, uh, deliver a more greener product. Um, and also our teams should look at how to um, uh, how to actually is how to formulate the better products. It's not just uh, to uh, 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 internally to contribute our internal uh, production process, and we can use uh, less time for the production and to reduce the waste. But also the uh, optimize our uh, formulation will benefit to our customer to help them to reduce their energy consumption and the production time, uh, etc. And uh, when and also, and uh, to the end of the, the, the whole process is about uh, when the products uh, to the end of its life cycle and uh, uh, whether it's a recyclable and uh, uh, whether it's a de-inkable, this is also some kind of a technology and uh, we are looking at at the moment. De-inking technology is a huge growth area, isn't it? Yes, yes, it's, uh, it's a hot topic. It is, <laughs> rightly so, yeah, yeah. But as you say, we're right at the beginning of that journey if you were to look at volume. Yes. Yeah, definitely. One of the things, speaking of volume then, um, we are accelerating the adoption of smart technologies for textile manufacturing. But, you know, the, the statistics vary. But say we set the, set the bar at 6% of print currently is digital. We've got a long way to go, So, which is great because if we can do it quickly, fairly quickly, we can make a massive impact as the textile industry moves towards a digital future. Rachel, how do you think we can accelerate the adoption of smart technologies on a global scale? What do we need to do to encourage people to, to switch? Yeah, I think it's about, uh, it's a combination of uh, uh, technology, uh, a commercial argument and also education and uh, to the market. This is uh, because uh, I mentioned and uh, in the past maybe for people to think to use a, a, a digital as only for the uh, uh, short-run jobs, for example. And uh, but once uh, the uh, the technology become more efficient and we can deliver the uh, 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 good, uh, more reliable uh, printing system digitally, and also as uh, uh, can. Uh, give uh, more reliable ink systems to work with and to meet the, uh, the application requirement than the technically and commercially, this will be uh, a great solution for the market to look at. Um, also, because of the, the the whole market has changed so lot, especially as about the global market, we can see uh, the logistic issues make a lot of people to think whether I whether we need to still uh, the, the order something the, uh, 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 far away from overseas or we need to have our local capability and uh, to invest in the small facility and uh, to print on demand and to uh, to uh, reduce the risk as that. So I think this is a combination. It's a, a, a 
if the technology is ready and can fulfill the need and commercially and give the benefit and also to meet the um, the local requirement to reduce the risk. So altogether, it's a great package for people to think about their future investment. Um, yes, so I think it's, uh, it, it's more like the we need to uh, we uh, the market need be educated and also and uh, from our side we need to uh, we need to work hard to have a great package for that and also i think another education is uh, uh, to the market is a uh, People normally look at the individual cost, for example, the per liter in cost or a per machine cost. But I think the uh, the mindset need be changed to the cost in use, and uh, they need to understand. Uh, uh, need to have uh, uh, the uh, the. The, the cost and putting the, the whole picture, for example, about uh, need to have the waste into the consideration and the lead time into the consideration and also some risk level. Um, then also about the uh, energy consumption, maybe in the future, it's uh, 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 some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, sustainability become more important. This can uh, add value on top of that. So all of this, and we can, uh, uh, we, we, we need to go out to educate, we need to uh, evangelist and to talk to the, to the market. And also we need to work together as I said, we are the ink manufacturing, and we also need to work with uh, other uh, hardware manufacturing and uh, co-suppliers to have a uh, to have a solution together. So once once we have the great solution, so I can't see there is any anything can stop uh, the, the the market to uh, to uh, to speed this up to accept the 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 inkjet evolution yeah definitely i think i think one of the big the big swings that we see as well is you know the community the buying community are now you know well adept at asking about the materials and the the sustainable materials that we're going to be printing on and where they're coming from you know everybody's heard of our pet polyester you know three years ago not necessarily so um, but I think what we ha also have to encourage is, is the markets, the buying market, to ask about which technologies are being used to print the actual patterns onto the textiles themselves and really start to take accountability for that in their own footprint too. Yes, yes. Definitely. Rachel, what advice would you give um, a printer, a print service provider, you know, regardless of scale, they could be huge or small, that's looking to invest and re-equip and switch to digital technologies? What advice would you, what questions should they ask first? Yeah, I think first of all, it's very important to understand what they are aiming for. Mm -hmm. So they need to consider their target market and the business model and also their future development. So then uh, have this in mind, so then uh, they can work out what type of a printing system they need, whether it's in line or stand alone, or what type, what level of uh, productivity they are targeting whether it's a small scale or they want to have a mega machines to, uh, uh, to supply uh, for a large volume uh, for the future or what type of image quality is required and also very important is about the application and their budget. Um, 
so for some of the industrial area, it's uh, uh, so for individual industrial application uh, need to be think about uh, the whole process and the before printing and the post process, whether this need to be considered as well. So after that, probably it's useful as to plan in advance to understand if the the digital technology they want to use will be as a complementary or substitute to their existing technology. So this might uh, uh, give them a good uh, good view and a direction and uh, uh, how, where they want to invest and how much they want to invest. Then the, when they select the chemistry, because we found the ink uh, uh, dispersions word and I think of chemistry and the need be uh, considered in advance and so what type of uh, chemistry and for their platform and uh, ink technologies going to give them the best uh, longer term benefit so whether uh, so it's not just for what they need now then they need to also think about their longer term plan keep an eye on the future and be future safe of course, yeah, because this is uh, for every investment, we need to think about, uh, we, we, we need to think about the longer term. So this will benefit to, uh, uh, yeah, to, to their current business, but also in the future. And I guess it's also important that you, you strategically align yourself with a company who has that um, investment strategy ahead. So they are looking, as you said, you know, medium, short and long term R&D technology. Yes, uh, I think this is that uh, this is based on the uh, uh, the strategy and also as I mentioned that based on the, uh, the the segment we are working on some of those is uh, still in the early stage but we need to have a, a roadmap and a plan and for the uh, the current and the media and the longer term so some of those we might uh, need to have a, a, a product development and to uh, fulfill a supply to the market quickly. And in parallel, we need to have investment for the technology development. And when we identified some of the gaps and then we need to have the technology, uh, 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 how to say, technology portfolio yes. to be prepared for yeah. the future. Yeah, so everything's aligned and mapped. Sounds great. That's great. That's great advice, Rachel. Thank you so much. Rachel, we nearly come to the end. What What are your predictions for the year ahead for the industry and emerging technologies? Wow, that's another very big question. <laughs> Take as long as you like. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, I can see uh, in the market now lots of innovation are already happening. Um, for example, like a textile, like a soft handle, uh, a shortened process that people are trying to uh, reduce even more energy and the water usage. And uh, we, we also uh, uh, discussed about the color density, etc. And also in other industry, I can see the people's uh, working on some more multifunctional ink technology uh, uh, for a for a difficult uh, material and even more durable higher durable ink for outdoor etc lots of innovation development for packaging and uh, loads and loads but i think it's uh, one topic for most of the market segment again and the people will uh, uh, like to invest and more is about sustainability, I have to say. Because uh, so no matter uh, when we're talking about uh, the textile and uh, uh, 
in the packaging and even in the other industrial areas. So we cannot ignore sustainability. So what I can predict, I can see, and uh, no matter what kind of the development, and the people like to bring the uh, sustainability and into the consideration. And from the chemistry point of view, we'll need to look at as uh, a a greener and a bio uh, chemical and for their uh, for their formulation and also need to consider about the whole production process and any benefit we can bring into the market so then the uh, uh, finally it's about uh, the recyclability and the deinkability this is a kind of things as the whole um, supply chain uh, it will happen yeah do you think, Rachel, just, just finally, do you think then that because of recyclability, de-inking technologies, and you just touched on it, do you think, you know, in the years ahead, we are going to see new ink sets come to the marketplace? So far, we've just replaced what we, we're replacing what, what's already been established in the analogue world. Do you see a whole new landscape for new types of ink in the future? Um, maybe, but I have to say this is not just for ink. Yeah, ink is one of the components, and ink stick on the substrate. In that case, it's not just uh, uh, if ink can do it, it's uh, it's brilliant. But we uh, we need to work with substrate. And, uh, if ink stick on the uh, the 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 hazardous substrate, it makes no sense. And for a greener ink, and with a uh, 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 stick on the plastic, for example. So in that in that case, we need to work together to make sure that uh, we have uh, we have sustainable ink, and also so be compatible and with uh, um, uh, eco friendly substrate. So in this industry, we always need to have a solution together. So then the. Uh, because the final product, you will have this, you will have this material substrate and ink, plus other stuff. So we we, we need to think everything uh, in one basket. Yes, definitely. Bring all those innovations together to make everything more environmentally secure and sustainable long term. Definitely. Definitely. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today and for all of your great answers, which have been illuminating. Thank you very very much indeed for joining us today. That's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>